It just makes every NES game look like a series of brightly colored puddles. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, awful. Is that is that your favorite Tori Amos album? Yes. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for Video Games Hot Dog number 102. I never know what number it's going to be anymore because sometimes there's a taco and sometimes there's not. I I am pretty sure that there are three unrecorded... Un, unreleased? Okay, no, there are an infinite number of unrecorded <laughs> tacos. Uh, there are three unreleased recordings of Video ah, Games Hot Dog. And I don't know if... I don't know if they're waiting on me or if they're waiting on Jenny to tell me to do a thing or if Jenny feels like she can't tell me to do a thing. I think what you need is an abacus. Yeah. And then every time we do a show, you move one of the beads over. And every time there's a taco, Zach can go in your room and replace one of the beads with a taco. With an actual taco? Yeah. Okay. All right. I think what I need is to have had two or perhaps three fewer beers prior to this recording. Oh, yeah? Just fair warning. <laughs> um, well, we got we got waylaid because you had to you had to do a, a conference call with yeah. some, with some uh, some people and uh, get us an apartment in San Francisco. Yes, hopefully. That's like, done. The, no, know, it's done. It's done. We're exuding confidence. Sure. They said we will send you a lease. Sure. So so when they yes. asked what do you feel is your biggest failing? <laughs> And other such interview questions. They asked, "What? How do we deal with stress?" And uh, I was like, "Seriously, you're asking some prospective tenants how you deal with stress? Drilling holes in yeah. the floor? I've got this nine millimeter pistol. I like to shoot into the roof." I mean, my response was, "You know, I, I am just so laid back. I don't usually have stress, so oh, oh they're not going to buy that. Uh, jack off out the front window." <laughs> Melissa was Melissa was yeah that's great. Uh, Melissa was was way more like I have a support system. I you know I like I I I have I have thought about this because I deal with stress all the time and I'm like yeah like, I make video I, games for a living. Yeah I fucking sw- I fucking swallow it. What am I a pussy? Uh, yeah. You think I deal with stress? So beating up homeless people. Trying to find an apartment in a city that you are not in is rough. Yeah, um, I have had yeah. to ask a bunch of friends to go look at places. Um, I've had like a whole network of people looking for apartments for me for a month and a half. It's been and it's been kind of like and San Francisco arduous. is like probably the top five most impossible places to try and find an apartment in the states at least for sure. Yeah, yeah. like um, Hong Kong might suck. Well, what do you well. consider a place? I mean, it is city. It city. is extremely difficult to find an apartment on top of Mount yeah. Everest, bottom of the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you don't know. <laughs> there I mean, might there, be some good there ones down there. Be all kinds of cities sunken down there that relay that you're just not cool enough to have been told about. Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So theoretically, we have uh, Lab. an apartment in the mission. Yeah. In the in the heart of it all. It it like if you were to draw a density map of sidewalk turds. <laughs> Is it a mission from God? Have you made that joke yet? I have not. Huh? All right. Mm. It's a sin of a mission. Sin of a mission? Oh. No, I was thinking of, like sin of cinnab- a mission is not a, no, this is like, oh, I didn't do a good thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have I was thinking like Cinnabon and I couldn't parse what you had said. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that's a load off for you, I guess. I was just waiting for you to solve this problem <laughs> that I, well, problem. Right. <laughs> I, I don't have to be there at any specific time. <clears throat> yep. Uh, apparently we're going to have a roof for me to pace back and forth on, uh, smoking a cigar, looking at a city, thinking about video games. Yep. Shaking your dick. That, uh, waving. No. Waving. waving, right. Yeah, yeah but that happens. I don't do that when I'm outdoors. 
Really? Oh, you need I, a window. I see. Listen, outdoors there are birds, and one thing a bird <laughs> likes more is than anything per- else is, perch? A, is yeah. no, is a little wiggling thing about the size of an earthworm. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Huh. I mean, I don't want to make the giant eagles jealous. <laughs> How big is an eagle's dick? Eagles don't have dicks. They probably just have cloacas like every other bird. Yeah, like other dinosaurs. Well, ducks have dicks. Yep. Ducks are weird, though. Yeah, but I mean that. So is an ducks more have like a like duck or like a chicken? Multiple foot long corkscrew dicks. Yeah. Well, but that's because they have to deal with. Well, yeah, that's because multiple duck branching, vaginas branching. are yeah literally mazes. <laughs> <laughs> ducks it's, are messed up. It is uh, nature's game design. Yeah, so you take yeah. that and then you take part of that, put it in uh, with a bunch of other shit, and make a platypus. How oh, I, was, that? I thought you were about to say. Uh, I thought you were going to say roguelike, and then <laughs> halfway through that, I thought you were about to say platformer. Huh. I was not roguelike, where the final boss is the <laughs> rapist duck. Man, I mean, do you think there's non? There's no consensual duck sex. Uh, as far as I am informed, which is not deeply because it's frightening. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pretty much all duck sex is rape. I thought that. I thought that the whole point of the labyrinthine uh, vaginal system in the female ducks was for them to actually exert control over and to exert to, to exert control because they have basically no choice over whose sperm is in there. Well, but they, like if it. there is a mate that they are happy with, then they hmm. then they can make that more likely to oh, be. Can they the can they alter the geography I if thought, they want it? So I basically thought that's what, what I had heard that is part, a but I I'll believe it has a way of shutting that uh, stuff uh, down. Can we talk about something else now? How about Kickstarter backer being <clears throat> it's too bad I don't, we don't didn't have a oh, two star backer nothingness. You know, <laughs> so you know, who, uh, you know who any female duck would gladly grant sexual consent to is Kickstarter backer his boldness. Oh yeah, I've got here Kickstarter backer Arundel goat fucking charlatan Velestar. So you know, wow. a move from duck fucking to goat fucking. Is, okay. Oh, but goats have those octopus eyes. Yeah. I have read. I'm just. I've re- I've read this in a book. So it must be true. Um, yeah, that a that a goat's vagina is the most similar to a human vagina of any animal's vagina, except rectangular. <laughs> oh. Like there's like two of them, sort of joined into one weird peanut-shaped vagina. <laughs> Kangaroos have three. Oh, good. And two uteruses, I believe. Really? Yeah. Uteri. Yeah. Tu- do they call them tuterus? I'm not sure how you... three vaginas, but. Two uteri. Well, one of the vaginas is just for storage. <laughs> just for show? <laughs> well, for transporting things illegally across borders. Because <laughs> yeah, you... their pouch is too obvious. Yeah. You gotta have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yo, dog, I heard you like marsupials, so I put a pouch <laughs> inside your pouch so you could marsupial while you pouch. So like a kangaroo adopts a possum. <laughs> yeah. And the possum adopts some other scorpions a marmoset back. <laughs> oh man ah double scorpion <laughs> best monster so is that guys, a scorpion with two tails no it's a scorpion it's a scorpion with a full grown adult scorpion on its back who is just like a nerd oh right like an otaku, like otaku scorpion, scorpion never right. moved out of its yeah, mom's yeah, basement okay. but its mom's basement is its back that's pretty funny oh otaku <laughs> 
Okay, so otaku. Do they live with their moms or do they have their own apartments? And how do they make money? Uh, I think that it is not defined. I think either one would be valid. There's not a sort of a municipal program for providing otaku housing. <laughs> I, I mean, is the idea that they don't have jobs? Is that is not that necessarily? A I'm sure many otaku have to have jobs to support their habit, right? Okay. Because if they're going to buy all the anime figurines and stuff they need, they need they've got to get money from somewhere. Steal them. Maybe they hack into banks. They get all the rounded up. Yeah, they get all the rounded, all the rounded up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pennies. Every oh, time one of them does it, the amount of money. A tiny fraction of a yen a is like a hundredth of a fraction of a penny, though. It'd take a lot longer. Yeah, but they've, they're longer term thinkers over there in okay. Asia. I'll buy that. They go in collectively on things. They're sort of more of a community minded hmm. set. Sure. What other kinds of weird stereotypes can we uh, <laughs> say about the Japanese? White people smell uh, like dogs when they get wet. Do they? Do they? Uh, well, that that is what uh, that is a common belief among black people. Huh. huh. I've heard that white people and Europeans smell like m- bad milk to Asians. Hmm. In uh, in alienation, didn't uh, milk? Did they either they either got drunk on milk or it was like poisonous? Yeah, I think they got they drunk got, on, they spoiled, got drunk milk on spoiled, spoiled milk. And if you wanted to kick them in the groin, you actually needed to hit them under their rib cage on one side. Okay. Because that's where they kept their groins. Okay. Hmm. I get Alienation and RoboCop 2 confused. Really? Uh, because they were both about a very similar looking vial of some sort of drug. Okay. You know, there was some drug that the Alienation aliens were uh, all addicted to, and then there was also some drug that the bad RoboCop guy was made. So here's, here was the premise. So RoboCop, they put a good guy in a robot body, right. and it was all fucked up and crazy dangerous and it caused a bunch of havoc. And so in the second one, they decided, hey, let's do the same thing again, but with like a crazy psychopathic murderer junkie. Hmm. Wow. I, I, so my relationship with RoboCop is a little skewed because I saw it when I was young and it was probably the first violent movie that I had ever seen. And I just could not watch some of the scenes. Like they just, they were really horrifying to mm-hmm. me. Um, you grew up Amish. Sure. But that shouldn't have so made So you were a like, difference. what is a robot? What is, what a, is cop? a cop? <laughs> how could you possibly mix the two things that I don't even know what they are? Yeah, how, <laughs> like what, what, like they, they went up one set of stairs and then they went up another set of stairs and I don't understand right. what could possibly be up there. Is this, are they in heaven? Have they ascended the Tower of Babel? That scene where he gets shot and basically shot into pieces is really horrifying. Like yeah, that, if, if you see like the the full version of it, yeah. and prior to that, your only exposure to Verhoeven's uh, milieu was Showgirls, <laughs> which your parents had no problem showing you. Another movie that I also have a really hard time watching is Reservoir Dogs because that torture scene is so uh, graphic. Such a good movie, though. Well, sure, but like, like I just like there are just those two scenes that I think of, yeah. and I just can't. Yeah. Like, I must have just gotten desensitized early and often because. People are, people get really put off by stuff, and I just don't. I always wanted to write a script for Reservoir Dogs. Which it, was you watching Reservoir Dogs and then just writing down all of the words it, uh, that they said. It's even better than that. It's <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, except instead of them being like Mr. Pink and Mr. White. They're actual dogs. They're the Mr. Men. I like Mr. 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 Round and Mr. Uh, Tickle, and Mr. Tickle tickles uh. the cops ear off. Huh. Wow. That's... So it'd be like an animated. How many yeah, short? Yeah. Isn't there one of them that's a triangle? 
Yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. I got a Mr. Messy shirt when I was in uh, San Francisco two times ago. And uh, I really liked it because I really liked the Mr. Books when I was a kid. Yeah. I had a lot of them. I had zero exposure to them and I had no idea what they were. Until recently. I still don't. <laughs> I had. You're talking about them like you know. And have no idea. I mean. You said I there was remember, a triangle guy. I remember somebody saying they once got a thousand Mr. Yuck stickers and they were really excited about it. And I said. What are you going to do with a thousand Mr. Yuck stickers? And right. that guy's mom said, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt some measure of vindication at being confused. Okay. It's first step. I don't remember Mr. Yuck in particular. Mr. Happy Mr. was Yuck, like Mr. Yuck was flagship. something else. Mr. Yuck was the poison control icon. Oh, he wasn't one of the Mr. No. Dudes? Not well. I mean, unless there was a different one, but the Mr. Yuck I know of that you would get on a sticker was the green bah, face that you stick on poison bottles so your kids know not to drink that. I don't know. I thought that guy looked pretty cool. Hmm. Anything that he likes to... Man. Anything with the Mr. Yuck seal of approval is like probably pretty Totally good. subvert that. You could just go to like all sorts of grocery stores and put those on oh, like all wow, the soda yeah. bottles and... And then your kid doesn't want to drink soda. No, no, the other way around. Epidemic. They know they like soda, so they want oh, to go home. And oh, okay. Drink so you all cure the them. obesity epidemic by killing all the children before they can become obese. Yeah. Yep. I remember reading a book when I was a kid. It was a Sesame Street book from the perspective and of that's Oscar why you're the obese called, because you read things grouch. when you were a kid. Uh, yeah. Sorry. And I was reading instead of exercising. <laughs> right. Um, it and it made me brain. think that like living in a garbage dump would probably be pretty cool because I think they made some like machines out of refuse. Hmm. You like. Uh, Rats of Nim. I yeah. never read Rats of Nim. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah, Rats of Nim was I good. never saw the cartoon. Really? I would. I, I would. So. I would want to specify junkyard rather than garbage dump. Uh, a junkyard is better. Also, if you are very, very small, the little. So you can make. I never saw the littles either. How? I would probably the enjoy these things fuck? a lot. So one of the things Fat that Albert? I liked about Rescue Rangers yeah. was no, it's about being small and having access to discarded things and building machines out of them. Like, no, I was asking, do you also like Fat Albert, I, I, or are you aware of Fat Albert? Because they I, also lived in a junkyard. I, I am, and I understand what you're asking. <laughs> I'm saying that Fat Albert does not fit this rubric because Fat Albert is fat, is as not you small. might <laughs> as you might have noticed by his name that you said out loud is not tiny. Uh, okay. Okay. So you. I did like Fat Albert. I, I once huh. remember uh, on an episode of Fat Albert, uh, somebody getting a closer look at something in the distance by picking up two Coke bottles and using them as a pair of binoculars. Oh, yeah? And then yeah. I thought, I've tried that, and that, that doesn't work, work at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I can I, never again believe anything that Bill Cosby says to me. Yeah. There's some cartoon It is or not time to do your picture pages, Mr. Cosby. Some cartoon I saw, it might have been Adventure Time, stepped that up a notch by... The character just holding his two hands as circles up to his eyes and them behaving as binoculars. Ooh. I made the gesture for that, which none of you can see, but you probably know what I mean. I mean, we can see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're in the same room. Yeah. Because that's, that's a nice thing about uh, me being back in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You can see when I make gestures. Yeah, that's great. We well, could... my vote is we immediately move you to San Francisco. Okay. We could, uh, we could do um, video chat. Could set oh, up some sort of yeah. video conferencing. Put put the iPad on the table. If we, we wanted to introduce FaceTime. even more of a delay, we could do Facebook Facebook on FaceTime. the iTap, FaceTime on iBook, Facebook on BookBook, and uh, talk on Skype on our phones, so that the bandwidth from <laughs> FaceTime wouldn't fuck it up. Although it totally would. Yeah. We only have one pipe. 
Yep. There's only one everything. Does Skype do I face? I like that from Mike Doty. Skype yeah, does, does face. Oh, Google so Hangouts. I the the landlord interview discussion meeting thing was uh, over at Google Hangouts since Melissa's in Chicago and I'm with in camera. Arizona. Yeah, Google Hangouts video. Right, but you, wow. Yeah. That is not a thing I would have agreed to. Really? Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'm glad I didn't, as I often don't do, you want to see run into your, your office and wiggle my gonna, dick around. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you want to see what his future landlord's dick is going to look like? <laughs> hmm. hmm. Yeah. How, so how was it? It was great. <laughs> uh, it was good. I'm, I'm excited. Um, have you guys been playing any video games? Uh, yes. Uh, I have only been playing the assignment. I have only been playing the assignment. I, I played... So I updated my apps on my iPhone for the first time in a couple of weeks, and there were a bunch. Um, were there a bunch of new move the fucking box no, levels? No, there were. There were some updates some, to some old games, and I went back and started playing them. And like the two that I that I played through pretty strongly were uh, was Puzzle Retreat, where they went back and rebalanced a bunch of the levels to make them more interesting. Like these these are all little sliding block puzzles, but like slightly different takes on sliding block, block puzzles than you might have encountered in the past which is kind of neat um and it, it's good they i think they have they, i think they've really been up in their ante there so that's definitely worth checking out now like there's there's a bunch of of content in there for the just in the free version hmm. and you can buy additional packs um what is that called again puzzle retreat okay the game yeah, the name is weird it, like I think they were struggling really hard for theming because this was that game that I talked about where it was chopping down trees. Their initial conception was chopping down trees, but then they didn't like the sort of anti-ecological theme of that. And And couldn't they have been chopping down oil derricks? (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Knocking over skyscrapers filled with capitalists. Sure. Uh, Cutting the feet off of pedophiles. So yeah, they but they you know they sort of ran with their their new theme, but it didn't it didn't really fit in the universe. So it's mm. they have this vaguely. Uh, oh, that's the one I talked about before, wasn't it? The one with like the ice blocks, ice that blocks. slide across the wooden yep. frame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. I never went back to it after that first session, but I enjoyed that session. I had solved all the puzzles into it, uh, solved all the puzzles in it, and then went back to it and all of the levels which I had completed were now mostly unsolved because I think they had gone back and like tweaked all of the puzzles to make them either have singular solutions or just be a slightly more interesting, that kind of thing. So yeah, it was, it was an interesting update. Um, And then bad piggies, uh, which is Rovio's uh, sort of follow on to angry birds or whatever uh, had some new content and it was great. Super great. They uh, some new uh, some new parts. Yeah, you said they so they had suction cup wheels, which were great, and then they had uh, um, f- like punch like a fist coming out of a box kind of thing. So it's like explosive like a TNT, but directional in a way that TNT is not. Um, you would think that that's such a basic cartoon element that there would be a simple name for that device. Yeah, it's kind of like a jack-in-the-box, but it's with a fist instead. Yeah. Fist in a box. Boxing glove in a box. Fistula. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're great. Well, fistula is the vampire version of that. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Count Stoma. The, yeah, I don't know. Like that, uh, I, I'm, I'm sad that you didn't get into it, Riff, because it is, it is really good. It is, it is just a solid 
puzzle slash sort of arcadey style game. The mm. sandbox levels are really fun and neat to wander around. Like they they give you they then the, one of the new levels is a sandbox level and it's very different than former levels and my sort of standard strategy for it just doesn't work. So I have to actually think about building crafts to navigate this really complicated tunnel system. So yeah. Oh, hey, speaking of a uh, tunnel system, did you see uh, that Jeff Tunnel's company announced a spiritual successor to The Incredible Machine? No. Oh. Called The In the crazy the incomprehensible or something. Yeah. No, the, the ineffable um, Spotkin. Same No, I don't think it's Spotkin anymore. It seems like maybe Spotkin isn't a thing. Or well, Spotkin might have been there like Maybe they got publishing sold system. or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It did not have any names that I recognized on it other than Jeff Tunnel and then a bunch of other guys that also worked on The Incredible Machine. Okay. So I don't know if they kickstarted it or they're going to kickstart it or what. It looked very similar to, in art style, The Incredible Machine. But you know what? I will take some more of that. Yep. Because that shit machine was, was great. Good. And I played all of it that I was ever able to get my hands on. Right. So I mean, like, there, there's what, is there a genre of that? Is that physics, physics contraption yeah, games? Physics, yeah, um, Rube Goldberg. Because that was also like uh, Colin Northway's yeah, like, fantastic, fantastic contraption. contraption. It was less. You know, that was. Yeah, I've never crayon physics sort of the same, the same yeah. sort of thing. I never enjoyed any any other kind of that game the same as I did Incredible Machine. I'm not sure why. I mean, I wouldn't characterize Fantastic Contraption as being the same kind of game as The Incredible Machine, really. Like, <laughs> The Incredible Machine is way more of a god game, right? And Fantastic Contraption is you are you are the thing, right? And it's and okay. it is it is mobile and self contained, as opposed to like, you know, you're positioning things for a soccer ball to bounce off of them or whatever, right? Um, but yeah, pretty stoked about that. I wish I knew what it was called. <clears throat> uh, we should. Uh, we talked to Jeff Tunnel about having him as a Skype guest on Video Games Hot Dog like over should, a year ago. Yeah, over a year ago, we could call him now and say, "Hey, remember when you said you would do that thing? You now you've done something that we're specifically interested in, so we're going to take advantage of that." We could, and he'll could say, "F you, bros. Why didn't you call me within the last year? We're not friends anymore because we're bad at networking." Yeah. We're, all we do is make video games instead of working on growing our brand. Yep. Our brand is just going to disintegrate around us. I've been I've been tweeting more regularly. I yeah, know. I started maybe doing that too. What? Yeah. You maybe started tweeting? More? Well, yeah. he's been doing it for a couple of days. Are you yeah. growing our brand? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got like 30 followers. So. It's twice <laughs> as many followers as I've got. Really? Yes. Yeah, I've only got 15. Oh, how did that How did I get so many then? I don't know. I never did you actually did you actually tell anyone about your Twitter account? I don't think so. Yeah, so that's all I've been playing. Do you? So you guys have literally played nothing else? No, I, I read played some book. more Neverwinter. Okay. Yeah. I get. I gave them some money and then uh, immediately stopped playing. My, well, no, not exactly. <laughs> okay. My money didn't show up on my on my cleric dude, and. Uh, like it, like it, you give them ten dollars and then just like a ten dollar bill just like ah well no I went to the their sky. website I I was like ah I want to buy some Zen and so I went to their website mm. and I did the transaction and the Zen showed up on my account on the website but then I went into the game it turns out that Perfect World Entertainment has all these games uh, I guess they're 
maybe they and Cryptic are the same company. So like hmm. you give money and then you have to disseminate that money into whatever game you want to spend it in. So like Star Trek Online, you could turn it into, I don't know, gold pressed latinum or you could send it to um Champions Online where you convert it to waste dollars. Okay. <laughs> or, uh yeah, or you can send it into Neverwinter, which I then did. And then I bought some uh I bought some keys to open the boxes that okay. I had been uh, gathering. Right. And I got a bunch of uh Oot. a bunch of enchantment things. So if it had been Binding of Isaac, you would have just gotten another box from inside the box. <laughs> because that game likes to or just fuck like, with you. I guess that's something else I've been playing. Like a tampon with nails in it. A bunch more Binding of Isaac. I beat Mom's Heart twice Fingernails. more. It's a good game. It is a good game. It's still frustrating. I tried to tell you. Yeah, it's still you frustrating, too though. too busy working. It is still, like, I, I still get angry at the randomness. Like. Open your heart, man. Yeah. Let it be what it Open is. Open Mom's Heart. Let it be what it is, and you be what you are. Yeah. What book did you read, Riff? I read Titanicus uh, by Dan Abnett, which he's the by James Cameron. He's he's the uh, he's the main. I don't know main. There's several guys, but he is the oh, best. Right, the Warhammer. Yeah, or... the Warhammer 40k novels, and this particular one is uh, specifically dealing with a uh, a battle that takes place between the the titans which are the the giant insane skyscraper sized two-legged battle tanks in the warhammer 40k universe and it's got a lot of like as you expect for a war novel it's got a lot of good battle scenes but what's cool about it is that that's the minority of it the most of the book is actually about the people and the politics and everything that go on outside the the battlefield and the stuff that makes having a an army of the of these monstrosities theoretically possible and and all the weird circumstances that arise with the human race in the 40k universe basically being two different factions because you've got the imperials who are like the normal romanesque sort of guys and then you've got the adeptus mechanicus who are the guys that actually run the machines and the computers and everything and build stuff and most none of the other 40k books that i had read really dealt much with the mechanicus guys they were always just sort of the weird monks off in the background hmm. but this one goes much much more into what they're about and expresses how very different of a culture they are from the Imperials. And so there's a lot of interesting tension between these two human factions who are, who do not at all understand each other, but are forced to work together in, in order for the human race to stay alive. Are the Titans like controlled by a guy or are they, the is Titans, there a guy like glued into them sort of one both, neuron at both. a time or there's, there's a guy who is in a sort of liquid tank that is plugged into the thing and he has direct control of like the, the Titan and he can see with its senses and, and zone out to the point where he feels like he is the Titan stomping around, but he's also got a crew of guys in there that, you know, that load the ammo and they're like his and, gut flora. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you know, the, the sensory subsystems and, and the, the intermediary guy who, who, uh, who advises him and and conveys orders to the the gunners and the the sensors and 
stuff. So there's just like a guy at a window looking out, describing what he sees, and then a computer translating that into an image that's fed into the guy in the liquid tank? It's 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 more like, I mean, there are windows, but often they're not useful because of smoke and crap. So there's like a far future radar operator who, who uh, well, it's all far future, but it is special high-tech radar and this guy watches that and he says hey if you didn't notice there's this thing coming and the other the you know it's like it's like a management chain really you've got <laughs> the guy who's in charge of sensory gear and then you've got the middle manager and then you've got the chief is 40k it's not supposed to be 38,000 years in our future yes it is yeah because i'm pretty sure that in our medieval times, there were not orcs and Eldar <laughs> the, and Tyranids. That is explained at some point. All those races came from outside the galaxy. And the, the I, I guess it has something Wait, do, do to we, do with... Do we at some point regress into medieval warfare? It's not really medieval. You might be thinking of Warhammer Fantasy. It's, yes, it's super high tech. I, I am, in fact. Yeah, because Warhammer 40K of, is all robots and stuff. But I, but yeah. so what I imagined was that Warhammer 40K was forty thousand years after Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, as opposed you're to asking 40, if Warhammer Fantasy takes 40, place. Forty thousand years. Yeah, is Warhammer uh, Fantasy supposed know. to be taking place on our football fields right now? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I I remember hearing somewhere that the orcs in Warhammer Fantasy are the same orcs as the one in 40k and the the 40k orcs use these fantasy planets as like training grounds like what's the guys that the 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 way the Harkonnens train their dudes in Dune or whatever. They had that hell planet that they. What are you thinking of the Imperial? Sardaukar? Yes, the Imperial Sardaukar. Okay. So, so the, the 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 fantasy world is like the orcs version of oh, the Imperial so it's Sardaukar. Taking place. Planet. So even Warhammer Fantasy is Warhammer 40k, just in parts where they don't give them guns. I think that might be. The it's case. like it's like M Night Shyamalan's The Village. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's M Night Shyamalan's The fantasy medieval warfare yeah. planet. Yeah, and it's all very weird and there's some strange religious stuff and literal demons because the way that the the faster than light travel works is by punching a hole into basically hell and then punching out the other side. That was wow. sort of the <laughs> that was sort of the genesis of of the Nether in in Minecraft, right? Was based that, on whatever that. And uh, there's the, a similar thing in the Wheel of Time books, I think, is what his specific. What are they? What are they is it the warp in Warhammer? In Warhammer, yeah. That. Hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Because that's also sort of like Half Life's premise, right? Like mm. they find they 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 are working on teleportation, but then they end up in crazy space baby and evil head crab <laughs> yeah. dimension. <laughs> Um, yeah, the also Hellraiser. The uh, the adeptus that box was just supposed to teleport you to the drugstore. Yeah, <laughs> whoops. That was supposed to teleport a frog into Kojima's pocket. Right. Um, could be Kojima. Could be the, anybody. The uh, mechanic. Anybody who dudes... didn't work on Metroid. The joke works as long as it transports a frog into the pocket <laughs> of anyone who didn't work on Metroid. <laughs> okay. The Mechanicus dudes are like even more cyber than I think 
I've ever seen in science fiction, and I'm, I'm I don't have a very breadth of knowledge of science fiction. Like they're trying to have sex online with each other all the time. They are like their eyes are constantly wired into their weird far future version of the internet, and so like they're just always looking at their phone. They're, they're yeah, based. They're always <laughs> seeing Glass. data swarming around everybody at all times, and they they all have these digital voice boxes. So instead of talking to each other, they squelch like binary Modems. audio streams at each other. And then when the, if there's an Imperial guy in the room, they're all like, uh, we have to use the mouth voices. Really? It's, huh. it's weird. They're, they're crazy guys. Remember the other day when, uh, Chris Moyer made a, made a piece of software for us. And I was like, Chris, I want you to make cyber. it more cyber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we had a long discussion about what was and was not cyber. Did you include mouth voices? No. Uh, no, I didn't know about that until just now. <laughs> uh, yes, and. Um, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, good book. Um, I don't recommend it for someone who's not very familiar with the uh, 40K universe. It's not a good starting point. How does somebody get familiar with the 40K universe? Without actually playing the games, I would recommend... Uh, one of his, one of Dan Abnett's other series, you can do either the Gaunt's Ghost series, which focus on an, an infantry squadron and the shit that goes down with them. And there's another one, a series called Eisenhorn, and then a follow-up series to that was called Ravenar or Ravenous or something like that. Uh, and those, that series is about the uh, Imperial Inquisition, so that's like spy stuff. So whichever one of those you're more interested in, finding the first book of that series would be a good starting place. Or you could just read Dune. Right. Mm. But if you've already read that several times like I have, then... This is something else. This is something else, yeah. You could just read Dune again. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And, and all his books, like this one, it's, it's all war stuff, but it's... It's so much more about all the stuff intrigue. that goes on. Yeah, the intrigue and politics and, and all the people that are all around the outside of the battlefield rather than just the, the grunts the hammering colors. each other in the middle. The colors. Yeah, the, well, I mean, all the colors in 40K Universe are pretty much just brass and red and black. Okay. <laughs> but, Wait, aren't orcs yellow? Uh, I think they're green. I think they literally bleed green. Well, no, but don't they like they like yellow? I, so something. I knew I, I I used to work with this guy who bought a car. I got it yellow, got the yellow car installed, tusks. and the license plate was WAG W A A A G H. Oh, that's uh, and that was a specifically a Warhammer orc thing. That's weird because I had always heard them associated with red because red is what makes it go faster. Okay. But I don't know. Maybe so it's he, like maybe he it's had like a different Momoka tribe Mentum. of you, orcs. You add some hot, and so it goes faster. Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, did you see any movies? Yeah, I saw a movie with you. Yeah, and that's why you mentioned that right yes. now is to give me an opportunity to talk about how we saw Jurassic Park in three D. Yeah, Jurassic Park is everywhere. The Watch Out for Fireballs guys played the old Jurassic Park game recently, and mm. Idle Thumbs was talking yeah, about the it recently. Idle Thumbs I continue think. to never stop talking yeah. about Jurassic <laughs> is, Park. Ever. Was the Jurassic Park uh, video game like a? Like an amusement park simulator, but with dinosaurs? Because that would be kind of great. <laughs> they have that made, they've cool. made a god-awful one of those for iPhone that you can't just buy. You, oh. you can buy some gems to so speed like, up your triceratops. That's annoying. Do you have like people coming to see those dinosaurs and then getting killed? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, if there are, I don't know if there are disasters. You know, Jurassic Park is a good movie. You know, I was thinking about it, and 
Like I, I really like the sort of rising tension and action that that is happening with the like crazy Velociraptor stuff, but I don't like the like out of nowhere Deus Rex Machina <laughs> or whatever that like with the T Rex oh, that, end when the, that okay. just eats them right. Like it just it's just suddenly over right. Like I don't think I've ever seen it. Because wow. I've seen I've seen yeah, bits seen, of it. I've seen yeah. like like I know Newman is in it and he's got a Barbasol can. I've seen yes, that, but yeah, he's, he's I've never clean, seen the. He's very clean thing. shaven. It's important to him to <laughs> put a good foot forward. It, I it so, held up re- remarkably well. Yeah, I think because it's a very good movie. Sure, it it is. Jurassic Park is is greater than the sum of its parts. Like there are so many bad performances, <laughs> but Jeff. Goldblum. Ah, just a sweaty, oh. sweaty Jeff Goldblum in repose. Yeah. Uh, and like they just, they, 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 that camera holds on him for a long time. <laughs> it's like, you will savor this like <laughs> man flesh <laughs> pose. Uh, so good. All right, cool. That's what we've been playing. Hey guys, uh, remember that time that we talked for like 20 minutes and i forgot to record it because i was too drunk <laughs> it seems like it was just minutes ago what's in the news <laughs> again well Kevin. uh turns out that uh one of the old the old one of the standbys uh last standbys of uh, uh subscription based this was so MMO, much better the first time uh rift the game rift has gone free to play or will go free to play in June. And is that still not related to the pen and paper RPG? <laughs> yes. It still isn't. It's still boring. I I do not have it in me to try to reconstruct the conversation that we just had. Okay. About that. All right. I'm really sorry. Would it, what if I opened some sort of dimensional portal and uh, been, elemental being some sort of elemental incursion? Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, anyway, video games. Yeah. Okay, a plan never survives first contact with the enemy when the enemy is a player who is more interested in getting a sweet sword than in enjoying your sweet skeleton killing experience. Right. So you can't uh, you can't necessarily design quests to be dynamically scaling based on the number of players that are around, uh, which was a problem because they had uh, like these. There were a lot of events think, that yeah. required a population in order to be enjoyable the fact that it's free to play now means maybe there will be more of a population so that'll be cool there will be a lot of there will be a lot of (laughs) a lot of randos there to support the whales oh shit did we thank fuck oh fuck we did we thanked some kickstarter backers Kickstarter backers, and then we threw away oh shit i still have these two i I actually threw mine away so it was uh our dreath hey there was hey i thanked hey and then i thanked our dreath uh, I was I was all about uh, Jeff Haskins of uh, Haskins and Robbins uh, Thirty One Flavors. Uh, shit. Oh, and I was talking about the difference between the old man James and James from downtown Canada. Okay. And, and, and these are all awesome uh, word realms at a time. Kickstarter backers. Yes. Man, we uh we need to not ever not hit record again because that is some bullshit. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, you should continue reading the news while I continue digging through the garbage. Okay. Uh, well, uh, a Kickstarter that I was particularly excited about uh, f- finished and was successfully funded. It's a Chasm, which is like a, uh, what do you want to call it? Like a procedurally generated Metroidvania um, 
sort of arcadey style combat. So hey, I found it. It was Argath is fine. Thank you, Kickstarter backer Argath is fine, and I'm sorry I threw you into the garbage. Preemptively, postemptively. Um, what did, what does this look like? Uh, it looks a lot like. Does it look like a bitch? <laughs> I mean, it looks a lot like... Um, Does it look like Kickstarter backer John Holmes? Yes, actually. No, I don't actually know what John Holmes looks like. I'm guessing that he does not does look pixelated. Does it look like Kickstarter gamer, a real girl gamer. backer? Did you, like... It, it is very much like like 8-bit inspired, right? So it's like... Um, or 16-bit, maybe. Uh, but, what, Chasm? Yeah. Oh, it's 16 Well, I, I know. But um, everyone says 8-bit when they mean... Well, they're wrong. And I mean, don't be part cool. of the problem. Okay, sure. Uh, did you play like uh, that Mage Gauntlet game, which is like an attempt to sort of look m- more retro on the, on the iPhone? I'm sure I did, but I've played so that many like of those games with that similar name. That game. Uh, I mean, you know, it yeah. it looks like a cool Nintendo game. Yeah. Metroidvania. It looks like style? a cool Super Nintendo game. Jesus, guys. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we were we were just about to get into a discussion about how Metroidvania is a terrible name for a genre. Oh, I thought we were going to get into a discussion about how if you subtract a U, Super Meat Boy becomes Sperm Eat Boy. <laughs> We, we weren't, but we could. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about that very specific thing. Really? Sperm eat Sperm Mario Brothers. <laughs> Sperm Etroid. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, having you blindness makes me especially. Okay. Yeah. So uh, roguelikes, uh, uh, roguelikes have come under fire recently because uh, what the fuck is a roguelike? Um, ben Kuchera over at Penny Arcade Report. What was his thesis? Did you read that essay? I did. I sort of skimmed it. Uh, he was just talking about how... Wait, so the answer to that was yes, no. Yes, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I read through it. I didn't read it like for for total comprehension. I had it up on a screen while I read something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, diffusion, right? Like I just, I, I had my hand on the screen. It was there. Well, I, all right. So, real, real quick, let's yeah. let's go around the table and yeah. say what we think uh, a roguelike is. A roguelike is. To me, in order for me to refer to something as a roguelike, it needs to have procedurally generated levels and permadeath. Okay, turn based. Mm, so, turn based no. is definitely turn based. Definitely no, debatable I because I think Spelunky is a roguelike, and I think that The Binding of Isaac is a roguelike, and I think that Toe Jam and Earl is a roguelike. Uh, so that that is one of the points that they brought up was that yeah, I think ro- I'm on the other side of that line. Toe Jam and Earl doesn't have permadeath, so I'm I don't even I've also never played Toe Jam and Earl, so turn turn based is is uh, is definitely a point of contention because people want to use roguelike. To talk about exactly, you know, Dungeons of Dreadmore and Binding of Isaac and that kind of thing, and well, no, Dungeons of Dreadmore is turn-based. Oh, sure, right. So that one, that one is, is pretty. Un- or Di- yeah, sorry, Diablo three is what I meant to say. Because huh. it's got procedurally yeah. generated levels and Doesn't have permadeath. hardcore mode has permadeath. Okay, so, optional permadeath. Optional okay. permadeath. So like, there are there are people who want who want those to be in that category. I want Diablo 3 to be in a different category than NetHack 
but I want The Binding of Isaac to be in the same category as NetHack. And so I don't know... You know, we could draw... There are a lot of arbitrary lines that we could draw around things. But even if we do draw these arbitrary lines around them, could we come up with a better fucking term than roguelike? Because to someone who doesn't know what rogue is, that term is super confusing. Well, it is one word that means what it means. Well, but it doesn't even do that very well, is is the argument, right? Because we're sitting here talking about uh, these games. I these mean, ga- if you don't know what watermelon means, then the word doesn't describe itself. Okay, but... It, it totally does actually. Does. It's a melon that it's a melon is very oh. watery. Okay, watery. that was yeah, that was a terrible example. It <laughs> was just like strawberry hippo, is a hippopotamus. berry that's made out of hay. <laughs> yeah, okay, hippopotamus. Then. Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> wow, that was basically. But roguelike the worst example it isn't like a pick. stealth game. Like if I didn't know Gra- what rogue was, I might think that roguelike was a stealth game, right? Like if mm-hmm. I heard if I heard roguelike, I'd be like, oh, so it's like you're, you're a thief or something, right? Okay. Right. That's like, I think one of that wasn't actually something that I saw in my skimming of the article. Well, so is platformer a bad word if you don't know what a platform is? No, because that doesn't, knowing English helps you understand what that could be. This is a game with With platforms. platforms. Right. Roguelike is, you here's a, if you understand. so, So platformer does not tell you if you don't know anything about any of them that you're probably going to be jumping. No, but that's easy to grok. Whereas roguelike, you know, you have to you you have to you list these attributes, which are you know permadeath and procedurally generated content. Which the only reason that that makes any sense in this context is because that's the way that rogue worked, right? And the games that sort of use that as an inspiration, you know, Angband and NetHack and stuff. That's why I feel like. Oftentimes, they're using so not including graphics. turn-based in that is sort of a dilution of that. So I wonder is, if is, maybe is impressionist a bad word because you can't define the individual elements of what a painting needs in order to be an impressionist painting. You probably can at this point, but impressionist paintings are the sort of evolutionary branch down from probably one particular dude, Monet, let's say. I wonder if that's true or if it's if it was... I always viewed Impressionism as, as a reaction to the populariz- popularization of the, the camera. But so if you, if you think of roguelike not as the definition of a genre or the definition of some category that you're going to put in your store or in your database or whatever, and think of it instead as the name of a movement... Right, games that share like the ninety nine percent fundamental attributes with Rogue, right, and are direct sort of like conceptual descendants. So of then, Rogue. maybe to follow along with that thought, maybe the turn based ones should be roguelikes, and then the ones that aren't like Binding of Isaac should be like post roguelikes or something like that. Sure. So, and maybe we just haven't gotten to how the point many where... people have played Rogue. I guess is the no question. very few. I think compared to the number of people who've played all the games that are its legacy. Well, and like the, the an argument in, in oh, Vince Chair's legacy. article was <laughs> Metroidvania, also not a great term, but Metroid and Castlevania are a thousand times, ten thousand times as popular as Rogue, mm. right? So like using them as something to explain what a game is like makes so much more sense sure. than using Rogue. I mean, Rogue like 
so so interactive fiction is a similarly like not crystal clear categorization as, right. as even you know they've been arguing about it for 30 years they've been arguing about it for longer than it has existed <laughs> okay right but that is at least a couple of words that mean something right where you can encapsulate okay this is writing only you do stuff mm-hmm. right so interactive fiction is sort of the equivalent of the phrase video games <laughs> right because i mean interactive fiction i think a printed choose your own adventure book is interactive fiction because at that point the def the, the words that make up the name of the concept are inexorably lexically tied to what you're talking about whereas saying something like a metroidvania i mean interactive fiction has even that is contentious though because like most people who say interactive fiction are thinking are thinking parser based, parser based stuff but right like that but they're wrong because those words mean something this is what i'm saying <laughs> about roguelikes and about metroidvanias is that the words they do are, mean something but you just have to have a bunch of context for them well, to be they, they don't really that's the and that's what makes them good as a descriptor of an amorphous <laughs> genre is that you can't just say no 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 this isn't a roguelike because it's not like rogue well yes it is in this way and then right. argument over so if I make if I make a game and call it Rogue, but it's uh, a first person, it's a racing game. Yeah, first person <laughs> racing game. Then I can say, well, it's clearly roguelike. Because if you make a game called, called if you Rogue. make a game called Rogue <laughs> Squadron, which does which is to say a Nintendo sixty four game or a was that a Nintendo sixty four? I don't know. Game? I don't know. <clears throat> is that a is that a X wing? It's a Star Wars game. Yeah. Shoot him! Shoot him yeah. up! Shmup! So I should I should just read the article. The thing is, it's short. It kind of doesn't. Really, it's not really an article. It's more of a rant. What is or is not a roguelike is just about as important as what is or is not art, and what is or is yeah. not a video game. And it's just a term that's being thrown around a lot to describe stuff in ever increasingly sort of public. You know who we should discourse. ask about this is that weird kid at that party who made Doom RL. Right, because he was super excited about yeah. No, and so was I. He was really excited to meet somebody who read ASCII Dreams. And so was I. Are you guys BFFs? There are definitely... No, I don't even know that guy's name. Oh, okay. I think he got mad at me when I WFF? when he found out that I supported uh, Thomas Biscup in his uh, Indiegogo campaign to, to do a 1.0 version of Ancient Domains of Mystery. Definitely a roguelike. Turn-based, ASCII... Right. Armadeath. Yeah, ASCII was inscrutable. Was a <laughs> part of the definition for a long time. Right, but I mean that one that is clearly not a sustainable definition because putting tiles on NetHack doesn't make it not NetHack. Yeah. What about so? And and it was ASCII because that was the best technology they had at the time. What if well, the levels were all designed, but there were a thousand of them, and you picked you got picked one at random? If the what? If what if instead of procedurally generated levels, there were a thousand designed levels, but you got one at random? I think that still counts as that would that would because it would be effectively indeci- like indistinguishable for a given playthrough. It's random enough. Okay. So what if what if you make a game that is just Halo, except there 
is one of a thousand random posters on the wall in the room <laughs> where you, as Master Ooh, Chief, wake up a, from your cryo that's sleep. That's a slippery slope yeah, there. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a very important one. Is the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, what else? You know, so, when perma- people talk about roguelikes, I know what they're talking about. That's the thing. Nothing, no particular thing is that big of a deal. No particular thing is... is or Do Bones files f- screw with the, uh, no. the idea? No. Bones files is that crossover between the X-Files and Bones. Right. Which has... Uh, no, I think that crossover between... Castle. That crossover between uh, Bones and Angel that has David Boreanaz in it twice... Yeah. It's like they're like identical cousins. <laughs> what was the name of that show? Where there were fuck. It was on Nick at Night Perfect all the strangers. time when we were growing up. No, no, it was from the fifties. The oh, Honeymooners. Uh, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know what it's Abbott called. And Except it's just two David Boreanazes. <laughs> and it, he's a vampire and a a bonesman. <laughs> Dark shadows. What is what is David Boreanaz in Bones? He's like a he's like a forensic uh, psychologist. Yeah, he's like a fo- he's like a foil to the nerd Zooey Deschanel sister, who's the main character. Oh, is that a Deschanel? Yeah. Huh. I I've actually never seen the show. I've yeah. seen like snippets of it in commercials or whatever. Who the fuck are the identical cousins from the fifties? It's just the somebody somebody show, and it's a girl's name. Laverne and Shirley. It wasn't uh, Patty Duke, was it? Maybe it was. Patty Duke show? Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, this is not a show I've ever The Many seen. Loves of Dobie Gillis. Yes, that was it. Yeah. That was the one where Gilligan got his start. Yeah. Work! I smoked so much pot that I believed that I was on an island that I couldn't <laughs> escape from. Wait, is that part of the continuity? <laughs> oh, man, yes. <laughs> Let's just say yes. Wow. <laughs> That would be so great. All right. Steam starts. Uh, yeah, Steam is starting to do a trading card. I was going to say game, but not necessarily a game. They're just trading cards. Yeah, it's something to do with their new level up system thing that I I don't know. I I couldn't find it anywhere on my copy of Steam, so I don't know if that started yet either. They the are, only thing I know about this is some disparaging joke tweet by Jonathan Blow. <laughs> they're uh, Apparently, they're putting cards as things that you can get by playing games and yeah Uh, i'm gonna be such a whale yeah in that uh they are the games that they listed are almost all their own properties Mm. so far just at least as like a pilot program they're just doing a beta right now and i guess they're doing like achievements based on steam social stuff okay like I guess they've always had. There's been like you get a Steam trophy for having a bunch badges. Of Steam yeah, well, there's always been like Steam badges for that kind of thing. But I guess they're gonna make them meaningful in some way, or count them in a Do different you way. I think this is just some attempt on on their part to leverage their social networks. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, what? Why are they doing this? What is this? Uh, because the metrics demonstrate that it will make them more money. Is that why everyone does everything? I think that's why Steam does everything. That's, huh. what, I've, that's what I've heard. Because they're very metrics-driven? I mean, yeah, I mean, if people like achievements and people like having... A, cards? A level, a cards and a number that goes up, then giving them cards and numbers to go up... Will make them feel like they should give Steam more money? 
Well, at the very least, they will spend more time on Steam, and that uh, will probably indirectly result in them giving Steam more money. Okay, sure. Whatever they're doing to me is working. Because you're spending more time on Steam? No, I mean, I've just spent a tremendous amount of money on Steam buying games that I've never played. Yeah, I have I have just a ridiculous library of games that I have never played and some may never play. Yeah. You know? I I have a bunch, too, and despite that, when I want to go play a game, I can never find one in there that I yep, want to play. so I just go buy a new one. Yep. Wow, you guys are weird. Yeah. I have a prioritized <laughs> list of games I want to play. We're uh, we're more bought into American consumer culture than you are. I guess. Yeah, the idea of just uh, of just retreating for a year from society and just playing all the video games that I purchased is <laughs> is like really appealing to me. Yeah, but I mean, you can't retreat too far from society, or Battle.net won't work. So you can't <laughs> <True>. play <laughs> StarCraft Two. Uh, let's see. Here. The only other sort of news item that sort of caught my eye was this Son of Nor Kickstarter. Uh, they are using this, I forget what the name of the technology is. It's it's one of those like head-mounted units that r- sort of senses your brain waves. Yeah. One of those things where you make the ping pong ball float or right. whatever. But with much higher resolution than that. <laughs> um, instead of just having like a single pair of electrodes or, or triad of electrodes, it's like 10 or 12 electrodes that sort of span your frontal hemispheres. And... Uh, they are you you still use a keyboard and mouse to navigate the game but all of the magic is done by thought oh so they have like right now they have like telekinetic stuff they have you can cast like fireballs you can do terraforming stuff where you reshape the landscape based on thought that's Um, super neat it's very promising i don't i'm not sure yet how, if it's how, realistic. Well, and like how fun it would be. But I mean, like, I wonder how much of that you could do by just saying like, all right, we're, you're learning magic now. I want you to concentrate on shooting a fireball to the left. That is what, and that's the whatever, coolest part of this is, right? Whatever, whatever you think then is what it calibrates the shooting yeah. a fireball to the left. How thing, does that work? Just like, and that sounds awesome. Like, like and it doesn't matter how it works, right? Like yeah. they don't need yeah. to know how it works. They don't need to understand anything they about the brain. They just need They just need an algorithm that yeah. can differentiate input from this headband. That is super cool. That seems pretty fucking rad. Yeah, like that. I, I honestly, the, whether or not the I game think is about cool, the data that but they like could gather. This is this is like differences between whites and Asians in what parts of their brains activate when they think about fire, <laughs> and then they can start predicting <laughs> arsonists. Oh yeah. Uh, start doing racial profiling to oh. pick out the most likely arsonists. Then they can put those bald ladies in that swimming pool, right? Yeah. And as long as there are three of them, it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. Take one out, everything's fucked. Yep. So yeah, so that's a thing. There's like you have two, to eat a really fucked up sandwich. Two more weeks left on that Kickstarter, and it's only like a third funded. So I, I don't know if it's gonna make it. There's this cross promotion uh, between Son of Nor and Nos of Ron, which is the upcoming uh, uh, Ron Burgundy Fast and Furious <laughs> crossover movie. I can't believe that Fast and Furious Six is coming out. Oh, it looks hilarious! Yeah, I've never seen any of them. But I saw I've the first one in the theater. Kind of wanted to see one just because they look good. They had a the, cool the car. First, the first one's okay, yeah. and then it just it just rapidly devolves into just baloney. Which is which is great. I mean, the more ridiculous it gets, the more interested I am because that's why I'm interested. <laughs> Do you watch every Nicolas Cage movie that comes out? I I know, uh, but you I would. I would, yeah. If you thought about it, yeah. Okay, because I feel like that's just right up your alley. You, you know, know um, 
bad lieutenant port of call in new right. orleans oh, Jesus. did you see that i didn't but like that oh, is just it sounds like good. everything i would hate it's like pretty good. it's what Werner herzog and nicholas cage uh-huh. do you hate Werner herzog i kind of hate Werner herzog yeah mm. i the very so first movie like of majestic grandeur and the cage. very first movie i, I saw of his was even dwarves started small or even dwarves start small or something like that uh it was awful it was just awful complete nonsense makes me want to see wild at heart again all right guys i'm going to stop the recording so that i can go to the bathroom and get another beer and then when we come back i'm going to start the recording again okay (laughs) that sounds like a plan i mean it's clearly the same art assets and sound Mm. effects and stuff it's clear it's clearly too much to consider it fair use well, but that's that's it. That's just it, right? Like the like a let's play is kind of exactly what fair use is about, right? Because it's 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 kind of like an instructive thing. I mean, it's not it's not used in small quantities, but it's it is not at all the same experience as playing the game, right? So it's like if I writing book reports where you talk about all the where plot you points, quote the entire your, book. Well, but you. So here's the thing, like watching someone play a video game, at least in my perception, is just so dissatisfying compared to playing the video game. It's like a tiny fraction of what the experience of playing the video game would be. In the same way that reading an excerpt of a book is a tiny fraction of, or hearing a summary of the plot plot of a book is a tiny fraction of what reading a book is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like you know, clearly it's not. That that's not wouldn't hold up in court, but like okay, I you know nothing holds up in court because everybody fucking settles. Well, but it <laughs> might hold up in right. Fair use ha- can only hold up in court, right? Like fair, sure. fair use is is just a is doctrine. just a doctrine for judges to use rather than yeah yeah yeah. But oh, this nobody all... nobody recording let's plays is gonna have the sure the, the, the legal wherewithal. might to right. This is all in in, in um, relation to Nintendo apparently um having youtube strip off generic ads in front of uh nintendo game lps and replace them with nintendo ads so the the lpers are no longer making income from those lps and instead nintendo is getting them the income huh which i think is i mean totally fair i don't think those guys had a reasonable expectation to make money off of that but I mean, and I think by Nintendo that was very lenient token, in not just burning them to the ground. All LP ad income should go to the content creator and not the LPers. Like there are a bajillion Minecraft videos on the internet, which has got to be making a couple. Minecraft tens of is a weird case. I think Why? Notch would probably. Say, I know. I know that he would, would but it's whether he whether he could or not. I mean, so I I my personal feeling on this is that like anything that you make and post to YouTube that isn't original, you don't have any expectation to. Even if you post something that's original, you don't have any expectation of being able to make any money off of that. And if you like putting something on YouTube is basically like saying, "All right, this is just out in the world. Hey, world, do whatever the fuck you want with sure. this." Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, none of the none of the let's players, none of the let's players that I watch regularly and respect as being good let's players have ever tried to get ad revenue off their stuff. 
if you record a frisbee game in a park should the park be able to say oh this is actually our intellectual property because it's at our park so you need to give that us an address different photography laws that's a different thing well one thing Site we can say for sure is photography is not art <laughs> um but like they you know if they didn't have a site license they didn't really have a, a right to be filming and, <clears throat> and selling something f- from that part yeah. i mean i'm just i'm trying to think of ridiculous examples because yeah. like everything you know because that's how arguments work <laughs> when you when you film a scene with people wearing some clothes does do the designers of those clothes does nike get to say oh well you're wearing our are clothes, even if you can't tell that you know, even if there's no logo. Well, uh, well, without the logo, I don't know. It depends on whether are they identifiable without the logo. I don't know. You know. Yeah, I don't know. These are questions that I I have no idea if there's even. But I mean, it sort of that. doesn't matter because a let's play of Super Mario Brothers three is sure as shit identifiable as Super Mario Brothers three. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it substantively? similar to playing the game does it reduce the income uh, one thing Nintendo? that i know for certain is that if we produce some video and independent of existing private infrastructure wanted to put that video into the eyes of a million people it would cost us a shitload of money and by posting video to youtube and getting a million people to watch it that money still came from somewhere that money came from youtube so youtube basically gets to decide what they want to do with the video that I posted there because I, with no risk, got a tremendous amount of service provided to me in terms of that video being thrown at people's eyeballs. Do you mean the, the website TBE? <clears throat> Cause you have you, you blindness. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. This assignment. Yes. Knights of the old Republic. I am pretty excited about it. I am too. I pretty good all night. Playing it. Well, you really did. I did. And you got almost nowhere because you were... This is a thing that we need to talk about. <laughs> so uh, so, so in this video game, you, you start out as not a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're on the, the planet... Well, you're on a spaceship. You're on the planet long platform. You're on a spaceship above a Featureless, planet. boring environment. <laughs> Run a lot. You're on a tutorial spaceship okay. above I for, France. Yeah. I, forgot USS that you start tutorial. On, I forgot that you start on the USS tutorial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you have and to you, level up to get off You have it. to level up to level two to leave the ship. Um, and Which is get, considering that this is, is this D20 rules? Yes. That's a, that's a fast two levels. They must have seriously inflated the value. Do of you those start dudes. at level zero in D20? Fast one level. No, I think you, oh, you're right. That is only one level. Yeah. That's true. Okay, that's reasonable then. Never mind. They, uh, yeah, and then then you get to the planet, and you start doing stuff. It's a pretty linear plot line with a bunch of side activities that you can do. Mm-hmm. A lot of exploring of uh, spaces. Yeah, two kind of interesting puzzles that take pl- with all the information in the same room as the lockbox. Right. Is that the what's your uncle's name and? What order did the pixies 
Yeah. I was, you know, I've, every time I've, well, the two times I've played through that area of KOTOR, I was always a little bit disappointed that you don't have to turn off the people, the members of the band that leave before turning I, on their I, th- I wondered if that was going to be a thing. Hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. You just end up turning them all on. They don't, you can't turn them off. I see. Um, the reading comprehension one required some reading comprehension. Yep. Realizing that, I mean, spoiler, realizing that uh, the dog was named after a piece of hardware, <laughs> right? It's, you have to you have to be paying attention. Sure. Good. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you you're on Terrace, yeah. the first planet, and you do a bunch of stuff, and then you leave Terrace, and then you become a Jedi, yeah. and you get a whole bunch more. Uh, oh right. Leveling up you're, options you're available to, to you, problem. and and so, Optimally. there is a there is a certain school of thought that suggests that what you are supposed to do in this video game is to play through Terrace, not leveling up at all, so that you can spend all of your leveling points after you become a Jedi on all the cool spend Jedi them stuff. more flexibly mm. and get more Jedi. Are powers. the last are the last fights in Terrace? doable without leveling well, they're hard as hell kevin finished it at level three wow yeah huh. they're pretty hard why did you level up that one time i didn't know it wasn't i i had you had not oh t- i didn't tell you that yeah. i read this thing about hey this is what assholes on the internet say that you're supposed to do yep i don't know that it's real some people are like you shouldn't do that but i don't know if they're saying you shouldn't do that because it will cost you too much soul <laughs> or because it's not actually optimal to do it. Who knows? It seems like it's probably optimal to do it. I know that I wasted half of my skill points because all I wanted to do was buff up Persuade, so I was only doing one point every two levels because it cost two skill points to do mm. it, and then as soon as I switched to Jedi, it became worth one skill point, so if I had just saved those skill points, mm. failed the two Persuade checks that I succeeded as a result of leveling them up prior to that Did, i would have just had more persuade was that a result of switching to jedi or was that Probably. a result of, of increasing your intelligence and thus points becoming easier to spend I, I think it was switching to to jedi huh. that it became a class skill because you pick a new class and it doesn't matter what your previous class is i see is it using d20s dual classing roles because I, I feel know. like that was the the reason that everybody liked third edition D and D instead of fourth edition D and D is because of all of the just exploitative horseshit <laughs> that came from the dual classing and feet system. Also, I take umbrage with not this game's, but the system that this game borrows from's usage of the word feet to indicate a property of a person, because that is not what the fucking word feet means. A feat is like a, an event, a thing that you do. Well, some of an them An exhibition are. of daring do. I mean... Some of them are. The targeted energy blast is a feat, or a but barbarian's you would not de- cleave But you would not is, describe is somebody feat. being good at juggling as a feat. No. You would describe a sweet juggling move as a feat, mm-hmm. but you would not say, oh man, George Washington, his honesty was such a feat. <laughs> well... Okay, I'm sorry. Milton Berle's dick was quite the feat. Like, no, it, was, it hung down to his feet. George Washington was himself was not a feat. He was quite masculine. That's true. He was. <laughs> nice. And then you go get to be a Jedi and you pick a class. And Woo! I think 
that it is a little mean of them to make you pick your class and your lightsaber color yeah, at the same time. Together? Yeah. I was oh, totally to, like, yeah, Because you can change yellow, the color man. later, <laughs> but I wanted a green lightsaber, but yeah. I didn't want to be... I wanted a blue one. I didn't, well, I, I wanted to be the class that had the blue lightsaber. Yeah. Then I reloaded to see if you got different skills as a result of picking different. a different class. And I looked through them and I was like, oh, well, you don't. So I'm just going to go back and be I think the you get more or less points to get the green. Level. But everybody talks about how force leap is the best thing, but I don't have force leap. And apparently you only get it as a guardian, but I didn't see it when I, uh, when I went in as a guardian. So I there's a computer that tells you what feats they get oh. in the training room. Well, fuck. Why is Force Leap so great? I don't know. I'm assuming you just, it, it is, just closes the distance yeah. between you and an enemy instantly. When, and when, when you're at... Uh, it doesn't seem to always work, and I'm not entirely sure why, but it seems like when you're more or less at blaster pistol range from a guy and you attack with a lightsaber, you do a sweet jump at him. I see. That was my favorite thing about playing Jedis in the Old Republic was that sweet Force Leap that you got on the Sith Warrior. Huh. Just made you feel like a badass. You're just like, oh, that guy over there? Now I'm over there hitting him with lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got one of those crystals that makes your lightsaber stun a dude. Mm, nice. Wow. Nice. I got the 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 three led three lady Jedi kicking ass all over whatever the name of the planet I'm on is. No. It's not Kashyyyk. No, I decided to go to the water planet first, Meridia or whatever. <laughs> Manon. Did you have to, I think did you have it's to, Manon. Yeah, bomb through yeah. some sort of tube to get to the <laughs> I went to Kashyyyk and then got immediately stuck in a fight that I couldn't beat. Apparently, like, whatever planet you go to, there is a point where you run into Kalo Nord again, and then it's just this horrible hard fight. And Kashik, the Kashik one is harder because he gets like cronies wherever he is. Mm. But I just couldn't beat it. I was like, I eventually got to the point where I could kill his cronies, but then he would kill me before I was able to do a single hit points worth of damage to him in six or seven tries of differing tactics. So I'm just like, well, I guess I could talk to this Wookiee and have him take me back up the basket and just leave, go to a different planet. It puts the Wookiee in the basket. <laughs> I ran into a problem that. I think indicates that this is a good game and that I am a bad person. Um, okay. Rather than rather than the opposite, but I I'm having a hard time at the point in the game's plot where I am with this struggle that I have in my mind between what I know and who I am and what I am trying to do and what the character knows and what the character is trying to do, and I am worried that I have gotten myself into a position where I have made my character a bad guy by trying to play my character as a good guy, infiltrating the bad guys. Like, it seems like the only way that you can get through to where the map fragment is on Korriban is by joining the Sith Academy. And they don't give you... They don't give you op- they don't give you the lie options well, like, like they give some of the the sweet op- sweetheart goody goody options. So they do. On. They do. I've I, that has happened a couple times, and I have failed them as a result of failed persuasion checks. And so huh. I don't know if that means that other things that I say are like that. Like, is your character only lying when it says lie? 
That's a good question. And if that's the case, then I don't want my character to say some of the things that I feel like I am having to say to get the game systems to let me in to the place that I need to get into. Hmm. You know, I haven't gotten any dark side points, so I feel like that is a fairly good indicator. Okay. I was upset. You cannot oh, yeah. complete all the quests on Terrace without getting dark side points. You get dark side points by entering the final battle with Bendak Starkiller in the arena. Oh, really? Yeah. Which... You didn't... You So you also didn't do that? No, when, I couldn't beat the fourth guy. When you talk to Ma. the hut guy... I mean, you go back in there with higher levels, yeah. <laughs> if you're not Kevin. <laughs> you talk to the hut guy, and he was like, all right, so there's two bounties that are on bad guys. These are Republic bounties. Mm-hmm. So the government wants this guy killed, mm-hmm. but it still gives you evil points for putting yourself in a position where you can kill the guy. Is it because you are making a blood sport out of it? Is it because you I are... I think that might be the case. You are... Yeah, I mean, you have to challenge him. You have to be, like, kind of haughty to, like, challenge him. Which, why don't you get the... Why don't you get it then when you agree to it? I guess it gives you a, an, a moral option to opt out when you... It's like, I don't know if this is a good idea to fight somebody for profit in order to kill somebody for right, profit. Right, but I mean, it's a good idea to kill somebody for profit if it's a government bounty. It's not okay to kill somebody if for profit if it's... If, if it's, they're an assassin if versus... It's side just, bets from Yeah, the I mean, because the assassin lady will totally attack you first. Right. So that's self-defense. I mean, she'll attack you first if you say the things that make her attack you. Well, yeah. Right. Well, no, if you just try to go into the room, she'll attack you. Yeah. She's not very nice. <laughs> if you try to go loot her lockbox... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which she keeps a loot in, oddly. Huh, what do you know? Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm going to just keep playing. I mean, I am the kind of person that if I decide, all right, I'm doing a good guy playthrough of this game, if I ever see you got dark side points, I just reload my hmm. previous save, and I huh. don't do that. Wow. Same as, like, I played through, I mean, in my 80, 90 hours of Fallout 3 if at any point I got bad karma, I reloaded because oh, it was wow. always just like some horrible accident. I generally, I'm, I've most, I started out playing this game the way I play all these games, which is, which is being like generally good natured but selfish. So like, I'll decide whether or not to ask for extra reward depending on how much of a dick this person is, and I yeah and I regularly like persuade for extra cash. Yeah, I don't I don't usually, but if I don't like the guy, then I will. Uh, see, and every and, time I will give up. I will say no. You need this more than I do. Yeah, and I I, oh, oh, very, yeah. I very I very rarely do that. The, and the yeah. bounties I persuaded for extra cash each time. I never succeeded at that. Huh. Hmm. I I put a lot of points into persuade. Yeah, so did I wasted them <laughs> well it was a class skill for me yeah it wasn't are you a scoundrel yeah mm. see i did soldier because i knew that i wanted to focus on melee so that i would be good at good at swinging a lightsaber and i did scout just so that i would be different than the two of you yeah i did but you didn't know what we were you just I, guessed i, I, I knew did, you were a, i knew you were a soldier i did a scoundrel I mean, I got soul, but and I'm then not and soldier. now i'm going through Malie, so I I don't know. It's a weird situation because you mean Merlu with with because no, you would not have had a the proper of, vowel accents on it. You would have had better. I would have had better. No, well because because I'm all Dex instead of strength, and strength is what hitting in melee is based on. Except it looks like it might not be this that case for lightsabers. I think lightsabers may be whereas. 
a blaster hits and does extra damage based on dex and a sword hits and does extra damage based on strength i think lightsabers might be hitting on dex and bonus damage on strength which is unusual i've never seen that happen in d20 before but yeah i mean if i had thought more clearly about it i maybe would not have started with a 10 in strength (laughs) but Mm. i mean at the moment, I've got an 18 in my decks, which is pretty nice for not getting hit. So I did not realize until we were talking about this over dinner that uh, you could use your party members to do things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you so, just keep hitting tab, and a bunch of people are like, yep, 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 yep. Uh, tab I mean, switches yep. between party members, too. That's it, much nicer. Man, there's all that's, these... in the, that's, that's in the tutorial. I'd, it, it said, "Click the portrait." Or you have to blah, use blah, Karth. Blah. You have to use Karth to security open a door to get through the tutorial. Well, the guy you meet before Karth. Oh, is that not yeah, Karth? Yeah, not Karth. The no. the guy who. What do you mean you, you have to? I opened it myself. I, I had the security. Did you skill. have the security? Skill? I did. No. So like, oh. like I at no point had to use, huh. had to use anybody else. That's a failing in the tutorial then. Because that's a choice that you made that made it so you did not understand a sort of a fundamental aspect of gameplay. Sure. Which is that... Uh, you know, it's not that big a deal. I didn't... I haven't, at this point, had any problem just doing everything myself, except for I've, I wanted to... I wanted to pick up the mines that I found yeah, instead of... Yeah, T3M4 can do it. Yeah, see? That's annoying. And I don't know if that's repair skill or whatever. Like demolitions, you don't always have the option to click on it. Sometimes you have the option to click on it, but you your skill is not high enough to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like this is like Fallout in that sense of, all right, minefield, huh? That's a bunch of shit I can sell. Yep. <laughs> they yeah. Don't, well, maybe later ones, but the ones I've run into don't sell for anything enough to make it worth it. Really, I don't know. It depends on how much how much your time is worth. <laughs> I've played a lot of I've played a lot of uh, games of cards for really forty credits a game. Want to stick with this? Oh, I haven't I haven't played the card game at all. Oh yeah, I like yeah. it. I didn't it's even bother. Game, it, is, actually. It, is a, it is a pretty good game. Really, it's it's got some strategic depth, and it's also a thing where you can improve your chances and oh, that planet strategy up. i can't even go get the deck now oh well <laughs> i guess i'm not going to be playing uh, that you game. didn't take the deck and then... nope huh well i didn't want to give them the 50 credits for the deck of cards oh, i didn't wow. really want i was kind of broke at the time i guess it can't be uh imperative to do that if you can skip through that whole thing yeah interesting it seems like it's a thing that continues on throughout the rest of the game i mean you keep seeing people there's somebody on every planet for you to play pazak with Interesting. Yeah. Does the maximum bet ever increase above four? I got to a place where it was a hundred. Okay. So and then I lost. Mm. And then I was sad. And I hadn't saved right before the game. So. Uh, okay. I was gonna ask. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really want to keep playing this and actually finish it because mm. this is this is the furthest I've ever got into it. I don't think I ever made it as far as I thought I did. I think I knew that it opened up and you got to pick different planets to but go to, but I never cuz when I got onto the ship I was like I've never seen this before. Hmm. I was starting to get kind of bored of it in around the end of Terrace, I but maybe just cuz the environments were so bland. When, once design, I became a Jedi, it became a lot more interesting. Level to design me. on Terrace not so good. Yeah. Like the only part of that that I thought was like a real neat environment was 
a little bit of the sewers maybe and then um the uh the base the evil base that you go through mm. i mean they were clearly dealing with low poly count yeah, stuff. but they're just like bunches of long corridors and circular things you walk around and stuff that yeah. were just like repetitive I mean, and yeah. strange. You know, that was one thing where the old Republic really like the spaces that you were moving around in were pretty epic, but they felt like these little labyrinthine things that you were moving around in where you were looking off of a balcony in every direction towards some majesty rather than this whole world is majesty and it takes a long time to run from place to place like in world of warcraft is that kind of like the the diablo 3 effect where you're 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 always seeing these crazy ass like backdrops they're not they're not a thing that you can go to Yeah. yeah i mean so the old republic part of the way that it dealt with that was by like well, you're seeing these crazy, majestic, planet-wide cities in the background, and then when you take a taxi from this part of the zone to another part of the zone, you're actually flying through them. Hmm. So they're there. They're just not there in a way that you can move freely around in them. But they are they're real in a way that the stuff in Knights of the Old Republic didn't really read. Does it bother you that you can't look up or down? Yeah, it does. I am constantly. It does to when look I notice it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't always notice it, but yeah. when I do, it's always because there's something there's hanging two in from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's. It, I would say about once or twice an hour, I'm like, oh god, damn it, I can't look up. <laughs> constantly trying to like check. I just love looking at environments. Yeah. And it's. I feel very hamstrung. Yeah, you should play nights. You should play the old republic. The the MMO. Yeah. I probably shouldn't. Well, you should play through it as one class to just understand. Yeah, and then I I don't think it is good enough as an MMO for you to get stuck in it as an MMO. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's keep playing this. Okay. For next week's assignment. Yay. Hey, do you guys want to do some listener's mail? Sure. Yeah. I got a whole passel of it. Glebe says, I haven't played a Castlevania game post-NES. You guys have talked about how much you like the DS games in the series. Which would you recommend playing first for a guy fishing for Metroidvania ideas? Well, I mean, the first thing you need to play is Symphony of the Night. You yeah. need to figure out a way to play Symphony of the Night because that is both chronologically the first post-NES Castlevania. That's totally not true. <laughs> um, uh, the post-SNES Castlevania game. And also, it's the it's the one that sort of made the series what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's Portrait see. of Ruin for the DS, I thought was the, Portrait the best. Portrait of Ruin was although. So let, let's see. It Dawn, was Dawn of Sorrow was Dawn the Souls Sario. collecting one. Yeah, those are the two that it I was, played through. GBA 100%. was Aria of Sorrow, and then Sur- the there first was Cir- DS Circle of the Moon. Was... The first GBA okay, one was yeah, Circle of the Moon, which I didn't think was all that good yeah, actually. That one. I, the, Aria the of previous Sorrow was really two, good. Yeah, Aria of Sorrow was the last GBA one that was really good, and then you've got Dawn of Sorrow. Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia, and I liked them all really well. I did not I like think, Order of Ecclesia. Really? I was pretty excited about I it, but I think that might be my favorite. Although it's been a it while had the since weird I thing played where you had the a, You could two. put a weapon. You, well, you didn't really have weapons. You had runes that sort of manifested as weapons, yeah. and you could put one on each hand, and that mm-hmm. combinations I, did different things. Yeah, I kind of didn't like. In the same way that in Portrait of Ruin, it sort of bothered me that you were two dudes all the time. Yeah. 
like you were two dudes, but it didn't really mean anything. Like you were like a dude with another dude floating behind you all the time, not really interacting with the world. It was just like you were switching between two different move sets. I think kind of what I didn't like about what I liked best about Dawn of Sorrow was that it was all in one big castle. Whereas the later two ones had much smaller, more compartmentalized oh, levels. See, and I was really, I really liked that about Portrait of Ruin, and then I was really, really excited about Order of Ecclesia for that very reason. Like, I, what I want is a Metroidvania game that has compartmentalized, smaller environments that you can like just know when you're done. Huh? You know, even when they have like obvious passageways that you have to come back to with some different movement skill. Yeah, I mean, I f did one of these games do like a color coded system where it became relatively clear that like all of these green doors will open once I get some sort of different power? Uh, I think you're thinking of Met Super Metroid. Metroid does that. Yeah. Well, okay, but I thought there was like a different. I thought there was another. I thought there was a Castlevania thing that also had some kind of palette. I don't know about that specifically. So buy a PSP and. The remake of Dracula X Rondo of Blood. I think get it, to the third level, look behind that one tombstone to unlock Symphony of the Night as a playable extra, and I then play that. I think you can just get Symphony of the Night on the PlayStation Network store now. You don't have to buy Dracula X. Anymore. Oh, well, fine. Log from Blamo writes. Why is it that so many 3.5D games tend to have only two parallel universes with similar geography, usually light world, dark world? What's the highest number you've encountered? Chrono Trigger had six time periods, and that's the most I've ever seen. Huh. I don't know what a 3.5D game is. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm not, I'm not gonna, sure what he means by that. I'm not listening to you when you say it, Log from Blamo. Um, I like the idea of two worlds, each of which has things that you do that influence yeah. the other oh, yeah. one because it's... Dark Seed. Because that's a lot more like it's it's comprehensible, right? What was yeah, that text adventure that we played where there was a really oh, good light yeah. world, dark world I don't interaction? Know what that was called? At where all. you ate the apples, but you were actually eating bottles? bottles yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that? I don't remember the name of it at all. It was yeah, small it was and good. short, but yeah. really, really good. Yeah, and the geography was dense enough that it made it really clear yeah. the differences when you went from one to the other. It was, it was like a lawnmower, but it wasn't... The way that you got from one world to the other wasn't, going through a super, tunnel. wasn't yeah. super clear, right? It was like right. going through the... You had to realize what had happened. <sighs> yep. Yep. Fuck, what was that? Why... I don't remember. No, my, my memory is terrible, so... Sean Peterson says, Do you guys enjoy video game versions of pinball? What are some of your favorites? The only one I can really think of is Kirby's Pinball, which rocks. I really enjoyed Kirby's Metroid Pinball, pinball for good. that. Yeah, Metroid Pinball was really good. It's like good. one of the first DS games. The old uh, Pokemon Pinball was really good. Um, I played a ton of Epic Pinball on the PC. I don't know that one. I played, I played some PC pinball games in like high school, but I have not played any since, and I don't remember anything about them. I, I remember... Thinking that they were okay, but always feeling like I was getting cheated. But I think maybe that was just actual pinball. And <laughs> I um I had pinball for the NES. Like I had one of the only mm. actual cartridges of that that I ever encountered because it was fairly rare, apparently. But uh, it was pretty good. Hmm. You know, it had like 
it was a pinball game, but then every once in a while you would go into a level where it's like, all right, you got flippers, but you're sort of playing like a breakout game and Mario is walking around on top and you're trying to help Mario do a thing or whatever. Right. Which is a thing you can't really do in a real pinball machine. Mm-hmm. Unless it's the champion pub and the <laughs> mini games that you're trying to play are jump rope or speed bag. Yeah. Or racist. Yeah, or punch punch a racial caricature. I uh including the race <laughs> gay. Yeah. I I can't remember what the one is that I like on iPad. I think it might be Pinball Arcade. But there's some good stuff in there. I also had Revenge of the Gator for the Game Boy, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pinball is good. Yeah. Pinball, pinball is a fundamentally good thing. Austin Fathery writes, I remember you mentioning on the cast, Riff, uh, that you had sped up your machine by disabling auto file size summing or something like that. Yeah. My Mac has been God. acting up, and I suspect a similar problem. Any chance you have a link to more about the issue? Uh, I don't have a, a link as such, but if... Uh, if your hard drive is grinding when you have a specific window open, like you've got it open to your, to the, uh, like the directory of your desktop or, or whatever, something. yeah, or documents or something, then I think the menu is, is it view and then view option? Maybe. Something like that. And yeah, and see if it's, see if it's marked to calculate all folder sizes in your view options. Cause that, yeah. Because a directory that has a lot of folders in it will sit there and churn and figure out all those folder sizes. What you're... I don't understand is why it doesn't just store that information. Yeah, it seems that's like a good question. That, yeah. that would be easy to calculate and keep updated as you move shit around. Dear Video Games Hot Dog, please, please keep the boring section at the beginning. I love hearing about <laughs> Jake shaving his balls and Riff's vague descriptions of anime. Hot stuff, you are right. There will be an outcry if you get rid of it. I remain your humble listener, etc. Elvis. Sounds <laughs> good. It's Elvis. Uh, a Naked so Jew writes, Dear Video Games Hot Dog Crew, I just heard your glowing thanks to me on your latest podcast. I don't think this was actually the latest one, but we talk about him all the fucking We're time, doing. so I'm sure it still applies. It made me smile and made my human wife laugh, uproar- laugh uproariously. I just wanted to clarify about the deli. Not everyone had to wear a hat. <laughs> you guys didn't have to wear hats. If I didn't want to wear a yarmulke, I could have taken it off. What you were seeing was due to the particular clientele all being Hasidic Jews who wear yarmulkes and hats, or, if female, wigs and hats. If, since the rule for married ladies is just cover your hair, either a wig or a hat accomplishes that. As it happens, in that deli, you probably would see lots of wigs with hats on top of them. It's the only way to be sure nobody sees <laughs> your follicles. <laughs> Uh, Wait, so what you mean is a wig with a hat on top of it and another larger hat on top of that one. <laughs> so wait, a naked Jew married his fake girlfriend. Yeah, his bird, the bird, the fake bird girl. The bird lady. Uh, and now a video game question. Congratulations, Have any of you played yes. any of the Bard's Tale games, either old school or the 2004 one? The 2004 mm. one was released on iOS and Android over the last couple of years, and the download includes the old school titles. The older titles are traditional dungeon crawl and RPG games. The modern one is a spoof of RPG tropes not made by anybody with any connection to the original series and was in fact only uh, only able to be called The Bard's Tale due to a legal loophole. It has a particular idea about how humorous video games should look and play and I wanted to see if any of you guys had any thoughts about how the developers of those games differ in their humor philosophy from you. Uh, I myself found the 2004 game's humor to be pretty stale and unappealing but review tides tend to praise its wittiness. I bought the 2004 but I never got around to playing it. I bought it and played it for about an hour. Um, it it had like normal responses and snarky responses to everything and so you just okay. got to pick and, and then... I don't remember anything about it being a thing that I would characterize as being really funny but I also wouldn't really characterize anything we've ever done as, as a thing <laughs> that I would say is, is overtly just like uproariously natively funny. funny yeah I mean 
it's a it's hard for video games to be funny you know okay i feel like i feel like they can tell jokes pretty easily yeah but if it's if it's a video game that provides a context in which a bunch of jokes can be delivered to you i mean like i don't think like disgaea like disgaea all the dialogue i think is pretty dumb but then the item descriptions are kind of funny because they're just like a one-off joke that's not connected to anything and they don't rely on like delivery by voice actors right jesus christ there was a there was a scene in knights of the old republic where a single character said bastila's name twice in the same utterance and pronounced it two different ways (laughs) like the best offense is a good defense am (laughs) i right yeah there's a tranquility in magic (laughs) <laughs> a listener from August wrote, Hey, Zach Riff and Kevin, I recently tweeted to you that Riff sucks at video games and therefore hates them. I actually meant Zach. Please accept my apologies <laughs> for this error. <laughs> All right, well. Let's... Apology accepted. You know you can delete your tweet and send it again, corrected. You don't have to let a, oh, really? a, ty- yes. you don't have to let a typo tweet I survive. I did that. Uh, DW writes, Zach, regarding Ludum Dare, do you feel like an asshole pronouncing phrases in Spanish or French correctly? Yes. It's fine. And yes, I feel like an asshole pronouncing phrases in Spanish correctly because that makes you an asshole. Chile. Like, so we, we go sometimes to Argentina. have a Mexican food dinner prior to our recording Enchiladas. of Video Games Hot Dog. And I don't say, Luis, por favor, una margarita con mis enchiladas. I mean, that would be just saying the whole thing in Spanish, and that would, right. be, that would be fine, right? But I, yes, I would like a cheese enchilada. I hope that I hope that there is not a tornado while we are here in the restaurant. Uh, or a tornado. It's always kind of hilarious when newsreaders do that with names of Latin American countries. Yep. It just like sounds so weird and pasted all, in. Uh, yeah. We're all referencing. It, like... It's a tough thing because as a nerd, you want the world to make sense. And right. so you don't want it to be this thing where it's like, well, I know the correct way to pronounce this, yep. but the correct thing to do is not the appropriate thing to do. Yeah, because you <laughs> should so, you should say the Americanized version of this because it's not like an obscure it, it's word. It's the thing that makes something. you not sound like an asshole. Yeah. And that's the thing with Ludum Dare. It kind of, like the answer is to just not ever talk about it. LD, just, just <laughs> yeah, say just LD. say LD or only talk about it on Twitter, Ludum. where you're where nobody can tell how you're pronouncing anything. In, in Twitter space, nobody can hear you say the words wrong. Uh, Benny Nitro says, "Hey, video games, hot dog guys, is Guacamudu difficult for you guys to talk about because of your varying ways of pronouncing Mordor?" A <laughs> <laughs> little bit, yeah. I mean, we never have any Mordor? idea what we're talking about. Mordor? All right. Um, Melee. So Melee? I Mordor? am going to suggest that any of our listeners who are interested in our uh, our hit new game, Word Realms, and aren't interested in spoilers about our hit new game, <laughs> Word Realms, uh, just tune out for the rest of the episode. because uh, Oh, yeah? Because here's this piece of uh, listener mail. Okay. Brian RT says, Hi, Video Games Hot Dog. Were you all as disappointed by the ending of Word Realms as I was? <laughs> do you think the developers put in a fuck you ending as a joke, or did they have a bold artistic vision that required a fuck you ending? How else could they have presented the tone yeah, of the story without yeah. sacrificing narrative closure or the sense that the story meant something? <laughs> so it sounds, Brian, like uh, like you maybe did 
the thing that somebody who was playing a video game without reading any of the words on it or or thinking about what the actions of your character uh, meant. To... So the ending that you got uh, is... This is assuming he means the really fuck you ending and not just the kind of boring you want. Well, um, so the really fuck you ending is the one that you get if all you do is do the nicest possible things in all the dialogues and then just try to win every fight as fast as possible, irrespective of what the dudes are telling you. Say, people who are begging you not to hurt them while you are doing your best to deal as much damage to them with your vicious attacks as possible. So I will acknowledge that most people are going to interpret that ending, which is the ending that I decided was the canonical ending of the story. If you did what a video game guy would do. Right. And it was basically the only ending that you could get in the original draft. And yes, there was a bold artistic vision (laughs) and yes, eat a dick if you think (laughs) that that bold artistic vision somehow violated the narrative or was so out of line with the tone that the rest of the game established that it was oh i don't know in the in the words of one of my co-workers uh wanky uh (laughs) sophomoric attempt to bring importance to something that didn't earn it um anyway fuck endings Uh, (laughs) but but there are a lot of other ways for the game to end yep. because I said, okay, you're right. Actually, no, I didn't. I said, all right, fuck it. Somebody else decide how the game ends right. because mm-hmm. fuck you all. I'm done with this. Um, <laughs> I, like was, the, I like the asshole bad ending. Sure, myself. yeah. No, that's the thing. That's if, you are, if you are kind of a dick and then you kill everybody, you just walk away like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? If you are a really good guy and you kill everybody, when they tell you, hey, you killed everybody, you're like, oh, fuck. Yep. Like and you, a, you have to be a really good guy, too. Like it's a like, dude would. It, yeah. Even if you're just sort of... Yeah, you have to basically have never said anything mean to anybody uh, for the entire game, you have, right? You have to have been, like, vastly, vastly, predominantly uh, and then, nice guy. And then you have to kill every single innocent <laughs> right. civilian who is begging you not to kill them for the entire end game sequence to get the ending that you're talking about. And like, even, even one, if you, if you let even one live, if you let one live, you don't get that bad ending. You have to have murdered in cold blood, (laughs) five people who are begging you not to kill them in order for you to get the ending that you're complaining. about. What happens if you kill someone, not all you don't get the, yeah, you don't. don't. What's, what's the alternate? I mean, I think you still sort of leave in disgrace, but okay. So there, there's just a leaving in disgrace. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's. Is it is that is that the same as neutral but killed everybody? Uh, no. If you kill okay. everybody, no. This, I mean, that's the thing. There are, they're they're not like huge. Yeah, it turns sweeping. out there's more endings than I even thought there. Really, were. the only thing that changes is the color of the universe destroying energy that bursts out of the <laughs> warp gates. Um, <laughs> no, the the endings are not like there are three dramatically different endings, mm-hmm. and then the middle ending has eight or 12 different variations based okay. on specific things that you do in the end game <clears throat> okay. and your alignment up to that point. And then there's the one that's separate from all of those. Well, there's two. I mean, there's, I mean, there's the, there's the like quote unquote good ending. Right. And then there's the, the horrible ending. 
and then the, everything's in between. So, Brian, you're not alone in believing that this is... You're not alone in putting quotes around a bold artistic <laughs> vision in describing what happened here. But the, 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 the wanky, pretentious thing that I wanted to do with this game ended up being a thing that only happens under a very specific set of circumstances, which happened to be the one that you... And basically everybody else <laughs> runs into as they play through the thing. Um, yeah. I, okay. I mean, congratulations. So you kind of got what you wanted. But but the thing is, I wasn't really trying to say anything about that. Right. This this is literally a story about you riding into town to save a bunch of people and then murdering them all in spite of them begging you on screen not to kill them and then you get a bad ending. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that is like, oh, ha, 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 I tricked you. I think this is like a... Right. So, I mean, if this is is a, a typical video game thing, like, hey, isn't violence bad? I mean, we... Every time I wrote a taunt that was just a sort of like kind of uh, uh, just like a cynical joke about like you know for the word punch like I'm going to punch you because that's the only verb I have at my disposal or whatever you know just like mm-hmm. the, these minor little like huh okay yeah I really I've just I've written 2500 sentences in a row and they're all about killing dudes so these are the just like these are the fucking things that I'm gonna say about this like that just like and I know it's like super passe to to express yourself in a video game about the banality of violence, but like it, it's what was For it's what dinner. was going through our heads <laughs> when we were writing these things, right? And so it just like yeah, all right, and it's all right because I feel like when you're playing the video game, you're also thinking this. You know, this game is not trying to make a statement; it's just trying to tell a story. And this is what would happen in that story. The ending that you got is what would happen if your character did all of the things that you told your character to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. And same is yes. true for the same is true for the asshole bad ending, I feel like too, because that character I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna give away what the ending is, but the revelation you get about that character in that situation totally makes sense under those circumstances. I I'm pretty happy with the way that the like I think so I mean again when we when the very first draft of the ending the uh the canonical bad ending as you get it now was way more prevalent there was no way there it was, was like no the way only to... way yeah it was the only so I guess there was the just walking away if you were a bad guy there was yeah. the bad ending if you were a good guy and then there was the like trick ending there wasn't a way yeah. to get like a medium ending right. by figuring out what was going on right right yeah it, there's the, like the good ending was always meant to be the the like good good ending was always meant to be an easter egg and like continuity spoiler that didn't happen mm-hmm. like that as far as as far as the world the is concerned, world, yeah. this game ends with the bad ending. Like it, it's you know, this is a trick we learned from Diablo. It's a more interesting story <laughs> if the good guys didn't already save the world before you got there, <laughs> right? Yep. So, <sighs> also you're the chosen one, and an ancient evil has awakened. <laughs> <laughs> also, the goat men are pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Man, um, goat man. 
I've had a good time doing an episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you. We actually yeah. did a listener's mail segment, yeah, which Christmas we haven't done in a long time. So this is a good show, I think. Several we're... months worth of uh, questions. If somebody wanted to send us another listener's mail question, yes. Hot stuff. How One would they that, do it? that would hot actually. Stuff. Yeah. Kevin, how would they do it? Your name is Kevin when we do this show. Right. Um, and Robert Paulson when I die. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You've earned it, buddy. <laughs> uh, so you could tweet at us uh, at VG Hot Dog. You could email us, vghotdog at gmail.com, or you could go through some sort of crazy bullshit forum sign-up process, um, <laughs> which you can find a link to our forums at videogameshotdog.com. Should we say our individual Twitter handles? If you want. Yeah, let's do it. Sure. I am at Zap Jackson, exactly and, as you would think. And I am at Rifflesby. And I'm at Spelled with a y. Puzzle Theory. Spelled with a Y. <laughs> I should change mine to Zap Jacksony. Zap Jacksony. Zap Tuscany. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a great week, everyone. On the way home, I jerked off on a prostitute. <laughs> Never going to mention that again. <laughs> Doesn't seem weird at all. <laughs>